1: Welcome to the hooked undercard, The Jab, brought to you by our corner men and women over at Paddy Power, where we'll take a look at the boxing action ahead of the biggest fights on the planet.
2: Yes, and today it's the battle of the baddest. Heavyweight world champion Tyson Fury versus MMA royalty Francis Ngannou is under our microscope.
1: I'm here in Saudi Arabia to bring you all the news from inside the camp.
2: And, fresh from his own crossover fight against KSI, we'll be hearing exclusively from Tommy Fury as well as Tyson himself. I'm Charlotte Daly. I'm Alex McCarthy. And this is The Jam. Welcome back to Male Sports Boxing Podcast. This is the second episode, just a few days on from the Hook's debut. But Charlotte Daly has been on the ground in Saudi Arabia for Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou all week long since we last spoke Charlotte there's been a fair few events in Saudi Arabia I'm sure you can give us a bit of insight into we've seen the open workout the press conference and you got the way in today as well
1: yeah it's been a very busy week to say the least yeah I, I attended the grand arrivals on Tuesday which was a interesting spectacle in and of itself
2: how grand were they
1: do you know what it wasn't as grand as I thought it would be the actual setup was unbelievable the screens and um the advertising for it was probably the best I've ever seen at any fight but I was expecting a lot more fans to be there in attendance it was it was only journalists and quite a lot of the journalists actually flew in on the Tuesday night so they missed the grand arrivals as well um But anyway, everyone looked great. You know, Tyson Fury there with his red waistcoat on and you've got Francis Ngannou in his glittery jacket and sunglasses in the pitch black. So, I mean, it was pretty grand in that aspect. (laughs)
2: Yeah, Tyson Fury always drapes himself in uh, Claudio Lugli, doesn't he? Um, I know that he's got those alongside him, uh, people, sorry, from that brand alongside him everywhere he goes to have fresh suits. Uh, So he's always looking his best and clean at these events. Um, But, you know, again, they got down to business just a couple of days after. We've got the, the workouts, of course, that followed after that. Everybody looking quite relaxed, but you were there and watching Francis Ngannou go through his paces like what what did you think about what you saw out of both men
1: yeah I mean you can't take too much away from an open workout because they obviously don't want to show you everything um but I was looking at Francis in quite well (laughs) I was looking at him in detail to try and see what he's looking like how he's looking technically and um He looks fit, he looks strong, but one of the things is he's obviously focusing on having his hands high and kind of moving back and moving his head a lot. Um, He was throwing a lot of jabs and he was touching with the jab to try and make it look fast. But the thing is, though, whenever he does that, he throws the jab, but his right hand moves away from his face, which leaves him exposed. So I think if he's going to go for the jab, which he looks like that's his game plan going forwards, he's going to leave his face exposed and Tyson Fury will easily be able to connect and that could be a knockout instantly.
2: I guess one of the main problems that he's going to incur is if he gets into a a jab off, if you like, with Tyson Fury, there is only one winner in that. You know, interestingly, Nganu does have actually a reach advantage, which you wouldn't expect given that Fury's six foot nine and Ngannou's about six foot four. But I I do believe, I think he's 82 inches in Ngannou, which is about three inches longer than Fury. So if he did have an educated enough jab, he could actually set the tone and set the distance, but I'm just not sure he's got the skill set to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, from watching at the open workout, he definitely hasn't learned to kind of throw off the shoulder yet um so he has to get that leverage and get that power and build that power by turning that right shoulder and that's when it leaves him exposed so you know Fury at the best of times can see a punch coming a mile off but if Ngannou is slow in the jab and he's moving that right shoulder it's it's a beauty of a thing for Tyson Fury he's just gonna mop up there Tyson you know spent (laughs) the majority of the time hyping up the crowd and chatting to the media than he did actually um, working out. But, you know, he arrived into the ring. He spent about 20 minutes sitting with Sugar Hill, um, putting his bandages on. Obviously, Sugar's, you know, got all these techniques for massaging the hands and loosening up the knuckles and things like that. So it was a good 20 minutes of the open workout. We just watched Tyson's hands getting wrapped. Um, When he did eventually get into it, he did about five minutes of pads and then five minutes of, of, of shadow boxing. But, he was dancing in the ring. He was getting sugar in a headlock. Um, he was spitting water up into the air and kind of diving out the way of it. He's taking selfies with the fans. Um, but the one thing I did notice was Tyson, when he was on the pads and when he was actually working, had this kind of look in his eye and an element of concentration that I saw against Deontay Wilder or before the Deontay Wilder fight. And I didn't see the same sort of thing before Dillian White and Derek Chisora. So for me, it shows that Tyson's taking this fight seriously. He can have all the jokes and the laughs and that's the way he relaxes himself and gets himself prepared. But that look in his eye tells me he is definitely taking this seriously.
2: He's taking the power seriously.
1: Yeah, he has to. I mean, he knows that a moment a lapse of concentration for even a split second and you let Francis in, he can put Tyson down. I mean, Tyson has this amazing ability to resurrect and get up, but, you know, (laughs) um, he has to concentrate. Otherwise, it could be an embarrassment if he loses to, of all people, an MMA star.
2: But Fury definitely has brought a big team in with him for this fight he, he, for all intents and purposes it is a big fight even though ultimately Usyk is really the big fight uh, in a couple of months from now Tommy Fury's in the house as well uh, I see he's joined the camp fresh after his uh, victory over KSI the other week um, did he get involved much with Tyson at the workout I know you've seen him since
1: well actually I caught up with Tommy and here's what he had to say
2: he's took it
0: probably probably as serious as any of his little fights, he's put in more weeks of training for Francis and than he did for Dante Wilder, so it shows how, how serious he's taking it, and you can tell by the way he's performing even in that public workout, which doesn't really show anything, you know, how switched on he is, how focused he is, how sharp he is, so I do feel like it is going to be an early night on Saturday night because you just can't, you know, have your first boxing fight against, in my opinion, the best to ever do it, and you know, do some good. It just doesn't happen like that. There's levels to boxing, you know. There is, there's a lot of levels. I think uh, Francis Gas Tank will be put to the test as well. Because in MMA, like it or not, you know, you do get a little bits of rest here and there. You know, with a, with a different style of fighting. or boxing, someone's on you twenty-four-seven. Three minutes of that round, and you've got ten rounds to do.
2: It's it's a tall order for him. So I do believe Tyson will get it out of there. I I think I think four rounds and under. I'll be honest. Four rounds and under. To watch Charlotte's exclusive interview with Tommy Fury, subscribe to Male Sport Boxing on YouTube. We've also got content with former light welterweight world champion Amir Khan and iconic Queensbury promoter Frank Warren right around the corner. So stay tuned for them.
1: Right, we are a new podcast, but we hope you're enjoying us so far. Comments have been flooding through, and here are some of the best ones we had, not to be biased or anything, but um, the Gypsy King 49. Sensational name. Well done. Really creative. Can't wait for this fight. And this podcast got me excited for it. Nice to hear from the fighters involved and lots of great information from the fighters involved. Love it. Not bad.
2: (laughs) Mad about sport says... That's right. That's their whole name is mad about sport. Really enjoyable first episode and nice to hear some fresh voices with access to the fighters. Well, that's what we aim to do, Charlotte. And Charlotte is the one who's bringing you all of that this week. And as I say, you can see... The content on YouTube. You can read it online. You can hear it with us. I think we've got all bases covered, to be honest, Shana. Um, Let's get into Tyson Fury, the, the A-side of this fight, if you like. Sorry, Francis. Don't, don't hurt me if you hear that. Um, a short while ago, we heard from his brother. But how will the Gypsy King be feeling with just hours to go before his Saudi showdown with Francis Ngannou?
1: Yeah, funny you say that, actually. So just before I spoke to um, Tommy over at the hotel earlier all of the Furies were wandering around down in the hotel lobby. Um, Tyson was there. Paris was there as well. She's just touched down in Saudi Arabia to support the Gypsy King. Um, They're all joking and laughing, looked really relaxed. You know, Tyson was walking around asking everyone if they wanted a coffee, sat down, was chatting away to the family. They're all in great spirits and he seems really relaxed. And I'm assuming that become that comes from the fact that You know, he's had a really good camp and he's done 12 weeks of hard graft compared to the five or six weeks that he usually does. So, I mean, I'm not surprised he's confident and he's feeling ready for the fight. I actually spoke to Tyson about fight weeks and his preparation as the event draws closer. So here's what he had to say about it all.
0: By the time the fight comes around, I've probably done anywhere between 10 and 12 weeks training camp for a single half an hour event. So it's a lot of preparation for something so small. Um, a lot of emotions, the win or lose thing is a big big one, people don't want to lose they want to win, the world's watching all the pressure's on them um, I suppose for all the fighters it's very 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 nerve wracking and some people can handle it, some people can't um, and usually when I drag these people into the deep waters, into the big time boxing they uh, they, they drown,
2: it's like being dragged into the deep sea by a kraken it's uh, unfortunate for them <laughs> unfortunate for them. I'm sure it is, Tyson. Um, you know, when we look at this fight and we've talked about is it a real fight, right? Is it just a spectacle, a crossover fight? Like, where does it sit? And I think for this fight week, it has seemed kind of relaxed and jovial from everything that I've seen. You're there on the ground. I think since Tyson Fury's comeback, in particular, his second go at being a world champion. He has been uh, more gregarious and he's offered more of the entertainer aspect in his entrances and his presentation and being the promoter as well as the boxer. Uh, What do we expect from him this week in terms of entrance? You know, what's the arena going to be like? Can you give us a feel for what's expected from what by all accounts seems like it's going to be a big show rather than a big fight?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that Tyson just talking about him himself for a second I think the fact that he's achieved everything he has achieved and you know he suffers with his mental health and kind of went to a dark place and came back I think the fact that now he's back boxing and doing what he loves he is purely here for the fun I mean money aside obviously he's here for the love of it 30 million and fun sure (laughs) but he's here to like actually enjoy himself that he's said you know he's not feeling the pressure with fights anymore and you know he's not bogged down by the idea of losing that he just wants to go out and fight and enjoy these events and what an event for him to be enjoying i mean over here in saudi arabia the setup is is unbelievable they've built you know an outdoor arena with about 2500 seats it's really spacious it's got more screens and advertising than you could imagine there's also luxury seating areas with sofas and chill out areas for all of the fans which is very unusual you wouldn't get that in England especially you know going to some of these smaller arenas
2: yeah I want to watch Joshua Boazzi at the O2 on a sofa that's what I want <laughs> it
1: might be wishful thinking um But yeah, so they've they've got all of this stuff. And then not only that, they're doing the undercard outside in this fantastic um, venue. And then the fans move from outside to inside for the main event. Now, I can't give too much away, but I will let you know a few little details about what you can expect. The um, 20,000-seater arena was built in, I think they said 60... 90 days, which is unheard of, really. You wouldn't get that in the UK or the US, that's for sure. Not a chance. Um, There's luxury boxes all down one side. So I'm going to let you guys into a little secret. They're doing something quite unconventional with the ring. It's actually going to rise up out of the floor before the fighters take to it. Something pretty interesting that we haven't seen before. But yeah, there's also expected to be some serious celebrities in attendance. There's rumours going around that Eminem will be walking out with um, Tyson Fury and Francis and just before that they before they take to their ring walks. Um, there's also going to be an opening ceremony, national anthems, the whole shebang. I mean, you're in for a hell of a night, to be honest.
2: And who do we expect to be there? I know I've seen Rio Ferdinand's flying in. Is Cristiano Ronaldo meant to be in town? Of course. Uh, this is the same city as Al Hilal. That's not who Ronaldo plays for, but you know Neymar plays for them. And he's mocked up at the moment. What kind of stars have they intimated will be around?
1: There's so many stars coming. I mean, they're all touching down at the moment. We've got the Grand Gala this evening, which is a big shebang. Um, Lots of famous faces in attendance. So they're all flocking into Saudi Arabia at the moment. You're right. Rio Ferdinand has touched down. We've got Ricky Hatton. We've got um, Amir Khan. Lennox Lewis is coming into town for it. Manny Pacquiao is apparently around the corner so there's lots of famous faces and obviously you've got you know Mike Tyson who's in camp with Francis Ngannou um lots of boxing faces but I am expecting to see the likes of Ronaldo in attendance he was with Francis the other day and gifted him the most spectacular watch you will ever see and invited Francis and his family to his game so You know, they're clearly pals and they get on well, so it wouldn't be a surprise to see Ronaldo ringside or in one of the VIP boxes on Saturday night.
2: The Jab is supported by our cornermen and women over at Paddy Power.
1: Now, as anyone with even a fleeting interest in fight sports knows, you need a great corner man or woman, and the jab is no different. I'd like to introduce you to our pal and male sports colleague, Alex Biddle, who's going to help us with this week's Paddy Power Big Fight Challenge. Alex, what's happening?
0: Hi, Alex. Hi, Charlotte Wright. Here's how it works. Each week for Paddy Power's Big Fight Challenge, you two get to predict who will win the big matchup and in what round. You each get one £10 bet from Paddy Power. Every penny you win goes straight to charity, but choose wisely. There are
2: serious, leaderboard bragging rights at stake too. Interestingly enough, Al, Charlotte did say off camera to me last week, and I promise I'm telling the truth here, that Tommy Fury was going to win by knockout. Uh, And I said he wouldn't. I should have put money on it. I'd be in the lead already, wouldn't I?
1: Come on now, there's no need to bring that up. That was off camera and at least I made a bold choice.
2: Listen, I'll take take what I can get uh, and I'm going to carry on in the same vein. I I guess if we're we're getting things started, I'm going to play it relatively safe on this fight. I mean, I think I am anyway. I'm going to take Fury on points. I don't think there's going to be a knockout again. Um, So I'll take him by points or decision. Uh, What can I get for that, Al? Decent, actually, Al. Nine to two. What about you, Charlotte?
1: OK, well, if you're being cautious, Kathy, Alex, I'm going to put my neck out on the line a little bit more. What about three or more knockdowns?
0: In total or just for Tyson?
1: I think Tyson would have my head if I said that it was just for him. So, yeah, in total, please.
0: OK, well, for that, you can get nine to four.
1: Oh well, yeah, that's all right. That'll do me nicely. Thanks
0: consider it done well paddy power is running an offer for the fight place a what odds paddy bet on the fight and get a free sportsbook bet remember all odds are correct at the time of recording terms and conditions apply please gamble responsibly and i'll be back next week to see who's the reigning champ and whether the challenger has anything left in the tank for
2: another bet thanks very much alex terms and conditions can be found in the show notes (laughs)
1: Right, okay, so we're back. Tyson Fury is a massive favourite for the fight, but let's face it, Francis Ngannou is no mug. What do you make of him, Alex?
2: No, he's not a mug at all. Uh, in, in the world of MMA, he's probably the most destructive force that has been seen in the past few decades, if ever you could make the argument, ever. Um, the, the only The only problem is, and this is the same problem that keeps reoccurring with boxer versus MMA and we've seen it with Jake Paul on a much lesser scale but how you set up punches and how you fight in MMA is completely different to boxing like in a boxing world of course like if someone's coming towards you you'd be keeping a, an eye on their shoulders for instance on when they're going to throw and like how they twitch um in MMA there's so many different entry points so for Francis Ngannou if you're looking at you know, one of his more famous knockouts was against uh, Rosenstruck. And it's like an overhand right, but he's kind of running towards him. And obviously the adjustment of the fighter is like, oh, I might be getting taken down here. It could be any number of things. It could be a knee or a kick. So your body is kind of conditioned in a different way. Whereas Tyson Fury will be managing the distance, which he does immaculately well, by the way, Um, obviously for his size. But that is eventually how he negated Deontay Wilder, and I'm assuming will be the blueprint for how he does so with Ngannou as well. I just think trying to figure out that process of getting inside or, you know, managing to land on Fury from distance, a lot of Nganu's most famous knockouts are not just standing and trading. As he makes up ground quite quickly and he, he, he just imposes himself and he, and he unleashes. A lot of his most famous knockouts are in that kind of dramatic chaotic fashion boxing obviously where Tyson Fury can dictate a lot of the tempo and again the distance it's a completely new dynamic so while it is like sexy to think of can the hardest hitter in the in the world in the actual world can he land on the world heavyweight champion like that is what is enticing about this fight I think mechanically speaking from the different disciplines they're from like Tyson Fury holds all of the advantages all of the keys the only thing I will say for Ngannou is going against a Fury knockout is nobody nobody has knocked him out yet all of the three losses he's had have been decision losses where people have either smothered him or just negated what he is strong at and I think that is exactly what Tyson Fury will do again Charlotte he will negate Ngannou and he will coast to a victory
1: There's no doubt that professional athletes perform at their best when they're not thinking about what they have to do. It's just instinctive and they just do it naturally, right? And that's like Tyson Fury. That's like Deontay Wilder. That's like all of these heavyweight boxers. But you have to remember that Nganu has spent the last three months learning to box effectively. I know he started out boxing when he was younger, but he's forged his career in MMA and he's coming back to boxing now. He's brought in Mike Tyson to help him with that. But when he gets into the ring on Saturday night, he's going to have to be thinking about everything he's doing, thinking about every step. And that can be physically and mentally draining, as well as the fact that you might get it wrong sometimes, Whereas if you do it instinctively, more often than not, you've done it time and time and time again. You know what you're doing. So as you said, Tyson obviously has the advantage in terms of that aspect. Um, I think having Mike Tyson in camp is a really interesting point. Um, I think... uh, I think Nganu's going to try and use Mike Tyson's kind of peekaboo style of fighting where he prioritises his defence and positions himself into areas where he can throw those power punches and land big punches. But for me, my concern about that is the fact that Mike Tyson did it so well because he was small and he was fast. And And Garnu is not that small. He's still like six foot four or something to Mike Tyson's five foot ten. So, you know, he's not a small guy. Um, And from what we've seen, you touched on it earlier, he's been a bit flat-footed. He doesn't look that fast. You know, he's touching with his jab to give the illusion that he's fast in his punches. That if he does try that, I think he's just going to get too close to Fury. Fury's going to push his head down, And he'll come with him, come to him with that uppercut that, you know, was so famous against the likes of Dillian White that will put Ngannou on the canvas and lights out game over.
2: Let me just say, I would love to see Ngannou win just because it would be kind of hilarious that the Undisputed World Title fight has been announced for December and then Ngannou would lay out Fury. And there is rematch clauses apparently inserted. Um, So that would just, again... Wouldn't that be typical of the way the heavyweight division has been these past few months of all of the failed negotiations? But the talking is over. The show is about to start in Saudi Arabia. Let's see who you guys are backing. Uh, I must say, you've been feeling the comment section over on Sport Boxing, and here's what you reckon will happen in Riyadh tomorrow.
1: Yes, yeah, so Kieran B 7747 has said that Tyson wins on points. Now, Alex, isn't that what you chose for your Paddy Power bet? You and Kieran thinking the same, eh? I
2: was I was just about to slate Kieran for having numbers in his name, but uh, but yes, I like him. I like his thinking. We're on the same la- uh, wavelength. Uh, Louis, I'm not doing the rest of your name because you've got numbers as well. Um, Ngannou TKO, he says. So the rest going to have to get involved and and stop the pummeling, according to Louis.
1: Wow, I mean that's a bold claim. I'd yeah love to know the odds on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Benny Blanco, Fury, hundred percent. I mean Benny. Yeah, you're right. I'll give it to you. That's absolutely accurate.
2: Nate Sucumarez. I'm being given some terrible names here. What is this? Uh, Fury wins by knockout and remains the undefeated Gypsy King. Probably, probably Nate. I'm going to call you for <laughs> for brevity. Um, but yeah, that, that's it. the common theme is people thinking that Fury will get the job done because that's what you're meant to think, I guess. So, um, but I, I, as much as I would love to see. The upset, And I'm a big Francis Ngannou fan. Would love to see him do well, uh, especially to kind of rubber stamp why he left UFC. That'd be great to him to get this big defining moment. But I don't see it, Charlotte. I think Fury, you know, coasts him to points. There could be a Mayweather-McGregor element where, you know, I I, I certainly think Mayweather took that longer than he needed to, right, for like the show. Um, Maybe that happens here. Maybe Fury lets him go the distance for to make it interesting i don't know but either way fury on points for me
1: fury will 100 percent win the fight um but i do think we're in for an interesting fight you know francis is going to come forward he's trained hard he's a proper athlete so you know we're in for an entertaining fight unlike some of the recent fights we've seen in terms of crossover boxing um but yes i I don't think anyone can deny that tyson's going to win this Thanks for being with us on this first instalment of The Jab, sponsored by Paddy Power. Please remember to download the MailPlus app for all your breaking news stories, head to Mail Online
2: For full interviews with the stars of the fighting world, subscribe to us on YouTube. And for clips, head over to our social channel.
1: But most of all, don't forget to come back next and every Tuesday for The Hook.
2: I'm Alex McCarthy.
1: I'm Charlotte Daly.
2: And this is The Jab.